0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. How do you take your coffee? A little cream? Some sugar? Just black? How about with an egg in it? Well, we got a message from a Reset listener looking for a cup of Swedish egg coffee here in Chicago. It's also called Lutheran Church Basement Coffee. Now, if you've never had it, it's brewed by mashing up a whole egg with coffee grounds. That extracts the bitterness out of the coffee. Now, we assigned one of our producers to track down a cup of coffee as part of Reset, Lost, and Found. That is a new series where we're helping listeners find things that they're looking for around the Chicago area. And joining us now is Reset's Claire Hyman. Hey, Claire.
1: Hey, Sasha. Good to see you
0: in studio. So
1: good to be here.
0: (laughs) Tell us about this email that you got from Reset listener Elizabeth, right?
1: Yes. So we got an email a couple weeks ago from Elizabeth, who's from Winfield, Illinois, and she was trying really hard for years to find a cup of this coffee. Okay. So she was doing the Google searches. She was calling places in Andersonville and just couldn't find it. And she described it as an extra special coffee brewed with a cracked egg. So my interest was piqued Immediately. right away. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so had you ever tried this
1: before? No, no, I hadn't.
0: Okay. Oh, Never. My, well, what was your game plan then? Because how do you plan to track this down? Because for me, I would be like, I've never heard of this. (laughs) Where do I begin?
1: Yeah. So I started with just people who I knew. So the first person I reached out to was my Aunt Heidi, who's Swedish. Aunt Heidi, Heidi Anderson. And she takes her coffee very seriously. So she referred me to some bakeries in Andersonville. I kind of like reached out to people in WBEZ who knew. I got referred to Lutheran churches. And I kind of called everywhere that served any Swedish treat in a bunch of churches in Rockford, Illinois. Oh my gosh! Most people hadn't heard of it.
0: Yeah, I did take a look over at you in, in our our cubicles there the mm-hmm. other day, and you looked pretty stressed. You were on the phone. I, I imagine yep. this is this was the job you were trying to. <laughs> yeah, pull I would off.
1: not give up. I I would not because I wanted to try it too. So
0: you made about a thousand phone calls to mm-hmm. to figure this one out. Um, so Elizabeth, who is that listener who wrote in to us, she made a lot of calls herself. Let's mm-hmm. listen.
2: So I did. I called Oliver Andersonville, and I called a couple people who I knew who were 100% Swedish. I didn't even find recipes for it. But I made all kinds of phone calls and Google searches a couple years ago to find it before my friend who told me about it died.
0: Wow. So it sounds like she had a very personal reason, though, for for wanting to to find the coffee. What what else did she share with you?
1: Yeah. So she told me that um, her friend Ruby who she met from church. Ruby was around 60, Elizabeth was 40, and they met at church. Um, Ruby was from um, Red Wing, Minnesota, and she grew up in a Swedish community there and would have this coffee a lot. She never made it herself because she wasn't one of the married women in the church. Apparently that's who would make the coffee. And so it kind of became this sweet Thing between both of them that they would kind of joke about. Elizabeth was a speech pathologist, and so she noticed before anyone else that um, R- Ruby was having some cognitive decline. And so they kind of got closer because of that and really were walked through life together is what Elizabeth told me for years. She really wanted to find her this coffee yeah. before she died. Oh, that's,
0: that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Let's hear a little bit more of Elizabeth uh, sort of explaining how important this Swedish egg coffee became for the two of them.
2: She had lots of memories about growing up in that church and memories about this special coffee that she would get little sips of, but because she was a young person, she was never in charge of making it. So when we would hang out, she would talk about it, and she would just explain it sort of vaguely to me. It just became this go-to thing that we could talk about, that sort of soothe her and ease her. And so it made me really want it. And as she was dying, I would visit her and try to feed her lunch, and we would kind of joke about coffee, and she would look at me, and she, you know, to the point where she wasn't able to communicate, but she would look Mm -hmm. at me with this twinkle, and in that twinkle I knew exactly what she was saying. I want that egg coffee. It just became this little, sweet little String tied between us. Oh my gosh,
0: the story gets sweeter by the minute. I know. So I, I'm eager, Claire, to learn more about you know what you found while trying yeah. to track down this Swedish egg coffee. Stick around. We're going to bring in another guest. Uh, that's resets. Claire Hyman. I want to turn now to someone who can give us just a little bit of history behind the drink and help explain why it's so hard to find it here in Chicago. So joining us now is Patty Rasmussen, who's co-owner and chef at Trey Kroner Cafe. That's in Andersonville. Hey, Patty. Welcome to Reset. Oh, thanks so much. How are you doing? Doing well, and and I'm super intrigued, Patty. So talk to me more about the history behind Swedish egg coffee.
3: Yeah, well, I'll let you know what I know about it. Uh, We opened Trey Kroner in 1992, and it was a frequent request of uh, many of our diners back then, and they were the same. They weren't exactly sure what it was, but they had just remembered it from their childhood and always at the churches. So what my theory is is that it was a church coffee it was something that they made um maybe even a hundred years ago as a way to probably stretch the amount of coffee grounds that they had Mm -hmm. probably to improve the flavor of not enough grounds or poor quality coffee um but you would make it in large batches so the recipes that we found um we're always in like those church issued little cookbooks. You know how every um, Lutheran church would have their little collection that would be submitted by Mrs. Anderson or Mrs. Munson. They're all, you know, just a collection of everybody who belonged to the church and they would sell these little cookbooks to raise money for the churches. And so many of the Lutheran churches, uh, Scandinavians were for the most part Lutheran. There's also Swedish covenant as a very uh, predominant church in the Chicago area. Um, there's very few left. Most of the Norwegian churches are gone. It's it's harder to find these um, cookbooks, but I have quite a collection from customers over the years who have given us some. And the recipes in there are massive quantities. Like for, well, I shouldn't say massive. So, quantities. so what, but it, what is
0: the authentic recipe? Give us that.
3: So the authentic recipe is they they'll include uh, for six quarts of coffee. You you crack one egg into the grounds and you crush the shell in there. And I think just from. Um, a cooking perspective, egg whites are often used in French cooking to purify stocks, to clarify the stock. So if you have a cloudy chicken stock or veal stock, mm-hmm. you uh, the very last process is you whip up a few egg whites and pour it into the gently um, simmering stock, and all of the impurities will come to the top and settle into this kind of egg white meringue at the top, and, and you skim that off, and then you have this very clear broth. Maybe that's what they were trying to achieve as well, to sort of clarify coffee, because now... You know, for the last 50 years, there's coffee machines, there's percolators, there's um, ways to brew coffee by keeping the grounds trapped out of the um, water. But back in the day, you boiled it, you know, you boiled the grounds in the water. So I think by cracking um, an egg in there with the grounds, it made it easier to strain it. Interesting. It probably purified it. And I think it removed some of the acid, so it probably improved the flavor of, of the coffee. But now you can see recipes online where they'll crack an entire egg for one cup of coffee, you know, and you pour it through your French press. Yeah. That's a lot of raw egg
0: in one cup. So I want to be clear, is is this drink popular in Sweden or is this a Swedish American thing?
3: I think it's a totally Swedish American thing. I've never um, seen it or nobody's, that I know of in Sweden and Norway, my dad was from Norway, Uh but we travel often to Sweden and it's, Swedes definitely, you know, their coffee hour, they're sort of like the British with their tea time. The Swedes have um, coffee rituals and it's called fika. So it's a very important drink to them socially and personally. It's your, um, everybody, whether you're, um, you know, a street sweeper to a physician at a hospital, you take fika several times a day, you take Uh your coffee break. And um, they like coffee very, very strong. So I'm guessing probably Scandinavian Americans um, to improve maybe the quality of the coffee without adding too many more grounds for yeah. economic reasons. Maybe they came up with this idea. Yeah. And yeah.
0: it's so hard to find, right? Is it, is it because restaurants don't want to serve that raw yeah, egg? Well,
3: you know, raw egg with salmonella, there's all mm-hmm. those issues and it's just really not very practical um, to, to, Serve some people a coffee and some people not. If you're cracking an egg into the grounds, you know. So I'm guessing just for practical reasons, but who knows? It could trend if if we figure out a way to do it per cup, you know. Yeah. Um, have you have you ever it might served be the next it? Big thing.
0: Have you ever served that tray, Cronin?
3: We've never served it never served. You know how many people told us to
0: call you? (laughs) People told, people told (laughs) Claire to reach out to you. We get a lot of phone
3: calls. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we do get a lot of phone calls about it, but it was so much less so now than, as opposed to 30 years ago. So I think it is, you know, probably, um, Elizabeth's friend represents sort of the generation that grew up with it and they're slowly, um, dying out. Yeah. So I think it's a cultural, um, food that's probably worth preserving for nostalgic purposes and just, you know, for, um, Cultural heritage or food heritage, yeah. you know, it would be worth preserving it. Yeah, so maybe we should come up with a, a weekly special of this <laughs> coffee. Yes, yeah.
0: yes, absolutely. Well, our producer Claire sent you a video of her process when she was making this coffee. Yeah. So, so yeah. what do you what do you think, Patty? Was her form on point? It was point? spot
3: on. Yeah, totally okay. on point. The only thing I noticed was that she used the whole egg, um, and I did try it that way. Um, And it's good. I mean, it totally it does clean the coffee. The coffee is still a little bit cloudy, like with the stock. And if you use just egg whites, it makes that stock almost that you can see through it. You know, it's very um, clear. um, But with when you use the whole egg, it's going to leave a little bit of cloudiness to it. But it definitely, you know, now we're we're all kind of coffee snobs, and we like. The, yeah. Just the perfect roast right. and everything, so awesome. I don't think we have to worry too much about improving the flavor. But Claire, but but Claire gets a an A process, for effort. Yeah. It sounds
0: like a- exactly <laughs> it was
3: exactly the way I do it. It's just exactly how the um, these old church uh, cookbooks nice. um, describe it. Yeah. So that is
0: Patty Rasmussen, yeah. co-owner and chef of Trey Kroner. Thank you, Patty.
3: Yeah. Thanks so
0: much. Reset producer Claire Hyman is still with us. How are you feeling? Patty said you
1: you did a good job. I'm so happy right now. This, Yeah, so since we couldn't find a place that made it, I just decided I needed to learn to make it myself. So thank you so much, Chef Patty.
0: (laughs) And I know you enlisted some help from a friend. Uh, We'll let him introduce
4: himself. My name is Quinn. I am a barista. I've been a barista for five years, and I work here at Groundswell as the operations lead.
1: Quinn, have you ever made... Swedish egg coffee before?
4: No. I think the first time I ever heard of it was literally listening to Reset while I was doing a delivery, which was like last week. And then you texted me.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. So he heard about it here on this yeah. show. Yeah. So since he hasn't made it before, did he use a recipe?
1: Yes. So we tried out a couple different kinds. Um, we tried out one that made the big fat of coffee, which Patty was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um and then we also tried one that kind of made about two cups. So this is the type that I think people would be more likely to make at home. And then Quinn tried his own, which was in kind of a pour over contraption. So one was um a Huff Post recipe, the other one was on from this place called Spruce Eats. Okay. And then the third was Quinn's invention.
0: Quinn's invention. All right, let's listen to how this process <laughs> process went. Because I'm I'm truly dying to know. This is from when you were making that big vat of coffee. Right.
4: Nine cups of water, bring into a boil. So we're going to do that. Three quarters cup of coffee grounds. My fear is cooking the egg. I think I'm going to crack it into there and then just drop the shell in. From this point, we're just going to add the little mass of, of coffee and egg, and then let it simmer for three minutes, Pour in a cup of cold water, and then let it sit for 10 minutes. And then you just sieve it out. Okay, now let's uh, have a little taste, shall we? Uh, it's like really, really mild. I mean, I knew it would be the ratio. Mm-hmm. 1 to 50 is like absurd. So it's mostly water. I mean, it certainly doesn't taste eggy. There's no, it doesn't, it's not eggy. Um,
1: I'm getting a little yolk. <laughs> no, I'm I'm into this. I'm into this. That's my biggest beef with coffee is is the bitterness. So I would say this is pretty good.
0: Okay. <laughs> so it sounds like you like the drink. Yeah,
1: I loved it. And I know that you're not a coffee drinker, Sasha. I'm not. So I honestly think if it's going to be anything, it might be Swedish egg coffee for you.
0: <laughs> Are you making Swedish egg coffee every morning? Because that's the only thing that would convince me. Is so
1: if- I'm not doing that yet. <laughs> but I think... I really, really liked it. It was very sweet, very smooth. Mm -hmm. So I recommend it. Um, But I'm not there yet.
0: Not there yet. Well, what would you learn from this investigation?
1: I think I learned that Chicago and Illinois in general has a really large Swedish population. I don't know if I appreciated that at first. Um, And it was just so great getting to hear Elizabeth's story with her friend Ruby and how this was such a— important part of their friendship and an inside joke that you know we got to explore
0: and the thing is i I saw elizabeth's initial email it was maybe three four sentences but once you made that phone call and reached out to her it was a whole story there yeah it was a whole backstory yeah i love that it's so great what are you looking into next dare i ask (laughs) so
1: we're looking into a couple more food investigations so i'm going to be looking for the spiciest peppers the fluffiest cheesecake, <laughs> also places to play pickleball. If you've never played pickleball before, so uh, that's coming up. But the we're fluffiest also fluffiest cheesecake, though. I know, oh. I know. I haven't started that one yet, but I'll have more soon.
0: I I can't wait. Yeah, that is resets Claire Hyman. Thank you so much for this tutorial, Claire. This yeah, was great. of course. Thanks for having <laughs> so me. So much fun. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann
2: Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast WBEZ's Reset wherever you listen.